Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Did you know that we have a fun collection of clothing you can wear? Check out our collection by visiting sleeptightrelax.com and clicking Merch. A link can also be found in our show notes. Thank you. Our sleep story today is about a little boy named Frankie. Frankie is getting a new teacher and he is very excited. Frankie has been homeschooled and is now going to go to a new school. Miss Grant, his teacher, has created a wonderful place for the students and Frankie cannot wait to get started. Frankie and his sister know that Miss Grant enjoys having flowers in the classroom and take it upon themselves to provide the flowers for the class. Before we continue with our story, let's first make sure you are cozy and comfortable. Turn off the lights, Silence notifications. Find your comfortable place. Your place to relax or your favorite position in bed. Position your pillows, a teddy, or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Now that you are comfortable, let's take a few minutes to relax your body and mind. We'll begin with a few slow, deep belly breaths. Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your belly. Breathe in slowly through your nose and feel your belly and lungs expand with air. After taking in a long, deep breath, allow your breath to flow back out through your mouth. Just let go of each breath, and with it, release any tension or stress you might have been holding on to. You might try to mentally say the word relax as you breathe out. Try this now. Slowly take in a deep belly breath, taking your time and don't rush. Just gradually fill your lungs and belly with air. And when they are full, let all that air out, slowly and completely. Breathe in once again. Feel your body fill with air. And when you are ready, release the breath. Let it flood out naturally 
and completely. Try this a few more times. Nice and deep breaths. Feel yourself relaxing as you slowly release the air from your body. As you breathe in and out, feel your belly gently rise and fall. Let your belly soften and relax with each breath. Feel any bad feelings or tension ease away with each breath. Great. Now let's continue with our story about Frankie and his new teacher. Frankie's New Teacher When little Frankie Gray was nearly seven years old, a lady came to live in the town where he lived, hoping to start a small school. Frankie's mother called upon her and was so very pleased with her frank, cheerful manners, her sunny smile, and her honest conversation that she promised to send Frankie and Nellie to be her students. The young teacher's name was Fanny Grant. Nellie laughed merrily when she heard it and said she should always think of her great doll Fanny when she saw her. Papa had for a long time feared it was not fair to his wife to have to spend so many hours as she thought necessary in order to attend to the children's studies, and he was very glad to find a good teacher for them. Miss Grant rented a pleasant room and a house only a short distance from Mr. Gray's and then she started furnishing it to suit her own fancy. First, she fastened white shades to the windows and then put on the walls brightly colored maps and large pictures of animals and birds. On one side, there was a nice blackboard and next to it, a card containing the alphabet in large letters. When all this was arranged, Miss Grant hired a carpenter to work for her for a day in making a gallery of four steps and in drawing a large circle on the floor, which he marked by driving in large brass-headed nails. Nellie and her cousin, who had watched these arrangements with great interest, were very curious to know their use. The teacher, smiling, asked them to wait and see. Is it all ready now? asked Frankie. Not quite, said the teacher. I must have some small chairs for my students and some more apparatus. What is apparatus? inquired Nellie. 
It is anything by which we can illustrate or explain our ideas. This blackboard and these cards are apparatus. You will see when school begins how I shall explain to you many things by their help. Then I have a large globe, a numeral frame, and an orrery. I had an orrery once, said Frankie. It was made of wire with potatoes and turnips. Is yours like that? Oh, no, said the teacher with a hearty laugh. The planets are made of wood or plaster and painted very prettily. I would like to see it, said Frankie. So would I, said Nellie. The children then took their leave after bidding the teacher goodbye. But soon Frankie returned, all out of breath, to say, Miss Grant, I have a whole box of beautiful great cards. They were my birthday present from Papa and Mama. You may take them if you want to and hang them around the room. Thank you, my little friend, said the teacher, giving him a pat. I am going to my boarding place and you may walk with me if you can wait until I put on my hat. I would like that, said Frankie. I'll run out and tell Nellie to wait. Miss Grant locked the door and taking a small vase in her hand, joined the children who were waiting near the gate. What is that flower pot for? asked Nellie. When school begins, I shall ask for some flowers from the lady where I live, answered the teacher. I like to have the room look cheerful and bright so that the little students will like to be there. I wish Monday would come quickly, said Frankie. I want to begin to go to school. I mean to carry a great big bouquet out of my own garden. Did you know I had a garden, Miss Grant? No, I did not, but I am very glad to hear it. I love flowers almost as well as I do little boys and girls. Well, I should think you would love your mother better than either. I do. Miss Grant's lip quivered and tears rushed to her eyes. I do love my mother, she said softly, but she is not here now. When the children reached home, Mrs. Gray was most happy to see what an influence the young teacher had already established over them. She encouraged their love for her and appealed to their sympathies by saying, She is all alone here. We must all try to make her feel very welcome and show her that she has many friends. I suppose you would wish to know how Frankie and Nellie liked their new school and whether they continued to enjoy their teacher. In answer to these questions, I shall give you an account of a day that passed about a week after school started. It was a lovely morning, and after breakfast, Frankie ran out into the garden to gather a bouquet for his teacher. He and Nellie kept her vase well filled with flowers. He put the bouquet into a pitcher of water to keep it fresh and then ran to the sink to wash his hands and face very clean. After which, he went into the room for Sally, their nanny, 
to pick out a clean shirt and to brush his hair. While she was doing this, he called out to his mother who was in the next room. Mom, can't I learn to comb my hair myself? I'm almost seven, you know. Yes, indeed, she answered. You may learn as soon as you please. Sally will show you how to hold the comb to make the part straight. I wish my hair would lie down, exclaimed the boy, giving the brush a quick, impatient jerk. It curls up so close I can't make it look smooth. And he brushed the front lock with all his strength. There now, that looks well enough, said Sally in a comforting tone. You might as well try to keep the wind from blowing as to try to keep your hair from curling. It will form little rings. Do all you can. Now I'm ready, shouted Frankie, taking his bouquet in his hand. In the meantime, Nellie had been to her aunt's room and had her long hair combed out smoothly and then brushed over the curling stick. It was quite a time-consuming event and required the hair to be very wet before the comb could be passed through it. But Nellie bore it patiently as her aunt always tried to pass the time agreeably by giving her some easy examples in math or hearing a line of the multiplication table or telling her a short story. By the time this was done, she had made up her bed, putting the sheets and comforter very smoothly so that not a rumple could be seen. Then she hung up her clothes that were lying around the room, put her shoes into the bag on the inside of the closet door, then dressed herself in a clean apron and was ready by the time Frankie called to take the flowers that Willie had gathered for her and walk out with him to meet their teacher. Sometimes when they were early, they went as far as the house where she boarded and stood at the gate until she appeared. But generally they sat down on the stone wall under the shade of a large maple tree at the entrance to their avenue and watched until she came into sight. Then they ran eagerly to give her their little offering of flowers. On this pleasant morning, they each took a hand as usual and walked on quickly toward the school, talking merrily as they went. When they reached the building, they found nearly all the other students, 18 in number, waiting for the arrival of Miss Grant. They went into the schoolroom, took off their hats, hung them up in the closet, and then went quietly to their seats on the steps. The little ones on the lower steps and the others above them on the higher. When the clock struck nine, the teacher rang the small bell. They talked for a few minutes, and after this they got down from the gallery and marched along to their seats. For the next half hour, the school is quite still while the pupils are studying the reading and spelling lessons. When the bell strikes again, they march out in order to the front of the chair where the teacher sits. As soon as one class has recited, another is called 
until every little pupil has read and spelled. When this has been done, every face begins to brighten, for they know what is the next exercise, and they like it very much. The largest girl takes her place on the circle, and the others follow her according to their size, until they come down to the smallest one, who is a pretty blue-eyed little girl, four years of age. Miss Grant then strikes up a lively tune to the words, this is the way we wash our face. Each little hand is vigorously employed in rubbing the face as they merrily follow each other around the circle. As soon as they finish one verse, they stop a moment to avoid being made dizzy and then begin again. This is the way we comb our hair, followed by this is the way we brush our teeth. After this marching and singing, the children return to their seats to prepare a lesson in geography, which they learn standing near the globe, the teacher pointing out the places on it. Recess and the various sports recommended by the teacher follow, and then comes math and the numeral frame. This is a wooden frame about a foot square with 12 strong wires passing from one side to the other. Strung on each of these wires are 12 round stones about the size of marbles. With this frame, Miss Grant taught her little students to add, subtract, and multiply numbers in the same manner that Mrs. Gray had taught her children with marbles. At the close of the morning session, the children marched in the circle again, singing five times five is 25 and five times six is 30. In the afternoon, the exercises were quite as varied. The lessons mostly finished in the morning, the children were allowed to tell stories, which the teacher wrote for them on the blackboard, or they recited verses they had learned sung, marched, and listened to the instructions of their teacher. And when they were finished, the day was over, and the students couldn't wait to come back the next day to learn even more. And that's the end of our story. Sleep tight.